Hello, and welcome to the Under a Pile of Books podcast. Uh, my name is Calvin Park. Uh, I am a reviewer at fantasybookreview.co.uk, and uh, I've been reviewing books, trying to review pretty much everything I read for a little over a year now, probably uh, closing in on 16, 17 months, and I've been having a great time with it, and uh, just love bringing attention to debut authors, indie authors, and connecting readers with books that they're going to love as much as I loved. So I've been reviewing for a while, and a couple months back I had this uh, idea to uh, start a podcast as a way to geek out about science fiction and fantasy, uh, to talk a little bit about what I love, and uh, share that with uh, with other people, uh, listeners, uh, those who maybe already follow my reviews and whatnot. Uh, I love podcasts in my car, do a lot of listening uh, as I'm traveling around, driving around uh, town or on longer trips, and uh, it's just something that I enjoy. And so to combine that with uh, my love for fantasy and desire to geek out about that and raise awareness of, of lesser-known authors seem like uh, just sort of a great combination of stuff uh, to be able to do. And so I'm looking forward to it, looking forward to uh, getting on uh with things uh, with uh, you as listeners, uh, with other people that uh, are going to be guests on the podcast. That's actually one of the things I'm hoping to do is uh, bring in some authors to do interviews, uh, geek out a little bit about uh, science fiction and fantasy, the genre, as well as the art and craft of writing. I'm also hoping to bring in uh, from time to time some reviewers to do interviews with and uh, just kind of talk with them about what they love about science fiction and fantasy, why they are a reviewer, what they love doing about that. And uh, I'd also love eventually to put together some roundtables uh, with reviewers or authors or maybe a mix of both just to talk about the genre, different topics and, and whatnot that uh, you as listeners may be interested in. So if you've got ideas for that, look me up on Twitter. Uh, at Park 2005 uh, Drop me a line there and uh, let me know what your ideas are, what you'd love to hear in terms of roundtable discussions. And uh, we'll see what we can build here. So we'll, have, uh, we'll, we'll get to some of those things as time goes on. But uh, to start off here, uh, each week I want to drop a, uh, a pod for, for you all that's basically going to follow a pretty simple format going to talk about my week in review, what I've been reading and enjoying, and kind of highlight some of those things for you before I've actually put together my full reviews for for most of these. Uh, So this will be sort of a preview of my thinking as I'm I'm putting together my thoughts for my reviews that are written and published over on uh, Fantasy Book Review. So uh, you'll get kind of a sneak peek there. Uh, The next thing is uh, we'll move on to sort of an on-deck section. that's upcoming reads that I'm excited about, things that I'm planning to start, novels that I'm planning to start uh, within the, the next week. And so you'll get uh, sort of a, a glimpse into how I put together my uh, my TBR, my, my short-term reading list, and uh, what I'm excited about uh, starting in the next couple of days. 
Then uh, I'll share some about upcoming releases I'm excited about. This might be books that uh, I got an advanced reader copy for or was able to read ahead of time for some reason uh, and want to highlight for you, or just new releases that I'm excited and want to geek out about uh, because they are coming out uh, in a series that I've been reading for a while or, uh, or that kind of thing. So uh, one of those coming up uh, in, uh, not, not real soon here, but eventually is uh, The Burning White by Brent Weeks. Super excited for the conclusion to his Lightbringer series. So I'll talk more about that whenever we're a little closer in, but upcoming releases. Then if there's anything that's uh, in the news about science fiction fantasy, um, the genre, either literature, novels, or uh, some other media, if we're talking about shows or uh, video games, uh, movies, that sort of thing. Uh, talk about those, geek out a little bit. And uh, the last last bit uh, you'll hear sort of from the archive, if you will, uh, whenever I've got a book that I want to share with you that I've read maybe a while ago, uh, but I just want to bring some more awareness to or talk about uh, or let you know how excited I am about this book or how much I enjoy um, a particular book that maybe uh, you know was published a decade ago or more. Uh, because there are a lot of books that I love that are 20 years old or more now, and uh, they're still great examples of the genre. They're still a lot of fun. And uh, if you're like me, you haven't actually finished all the books that were published, uh, frankly, even five years ago. Uh, so uh, there's plenty of room to read, not only on new and upcoming releases, but kind of on backlist uh, things. So I want to make sure that we give some love to uh, novels that have been uh, been out for a little while longer uh, or that uh, maybe don't have a, as much uh, uh, discussion going on about them currently. So that's the format uh, that we'll kind of kind of walk through in a weekly podcast. And like I said, hoping to uh, also have plenty of uh, fun interviews for you and uh, roundtables and, and other things that, that drop from time to time uh, on the podcast as well. So thanks for joining me. And uh, let's jump into this, uh, this first, uh, first week. So over the past week, I've uh, finished or begun reading uh, three books. Uh, the first of those was uh, Age of Swords by um, Michael J. Sullivan. And absolutely love this one. Michael J. Sullivan, self-published author. He uh, got a publishing contract with uh, Del Rey, and that's actually his Legends of the First Empire series, which uh, Age of Swords is the second book in that series. Uh came out in 2017, so a couple years old now, uh, but I'm reading it for the first time, or just finished it actually for the first time. Great book, a lot of fun. Uh, one of the things I love about Sullivan is he crafts these characters that are just uh, engaging, they're interesting, uh, they're broken in various ways, but they're not, uh, he's not crafting grimdark. Uh, it's really classic fantasy with kind of maybe a, a little bit of a modern take. You could call it a modern take on classic fantasy. At least uh, that's his Legends of the First Empire series. And uh, Age of Swords was a great read. Uh, I maybe didn't like it quite as much as Age of Myth, which was the uh, first book in the series. But uh, it's still a phenomenal read, well worth your time. And uh, I'll be putting together a review for that and getting it up, getting it up uh, here in the, the probably, hopefully, the next week or so. Uh, so keep your eye out for that. But uh, Age of Swords, definitely a great read. Uh, well worth, well worth doing, um, especially if you have uh, not read any of uh, Michael's stuff before. You can grab Age of Myth and then move right into Age of Swords uh, 
two great books uh, that he's he's written. And the rest of the uh, Legends of the First Empire series is in process. The Age of War is the third book. That's out. And Age of Legend just released. I actually got, uh, through the Kickstarter for Age of Legend, I got uh, signed copies of all four of these uh, books, hard co- uh, hardcovers, uh, which are just gorgeous. So uh, that's really cool. Uh, watch out for the Kickstarter. I'm sure he'll be kickstarting the next book in the series. Uh, actually, Michael uh, Sullivan is is kind of on the cutting edge of, uh, of kind of crowdsourcing his novels, really cool stuff that he does some great uh, perks in the Kickstarters. So if you enjoy his stuff uh, and you want to support an awesome author who is actually now he's transitioning back. He had some issues uh, with his publisher in terms of, they wanted the audio rights. He had already sold the audio rights to another, uh, another organization, another publisher. Uh, and so they, they ended up dropping him and he's, he's gone back to self-publishing his books. Uh, but they're, they're incredible. And, and, uh, he does a great job with it. So I uh, really want to encourage you to take a look at age of swords. The second book that, uh, I, uh, I actually finished this past week is actually an advanced reader copy that I received through NetGalley. Uh, so thank you to NetGalley for uh, the copy of The Gossamer Mage. This is a, a not a debut novel, but, but a standalone novel from uh, Julie, and I'm going to get her last name wrong. Her last name is uh, C-Z-E-R-N-E-D-A. So uh, Julie E. Zerneda, I think apologize. I'm probably butchering that. Uh, But this book is not out yet. It actually releases at the beginning of August, uh, so not too long from release date. And uh, like I said, this was an advanced reader copy that I got through NetGalley, so shout out to them. I had a really good time with this novel, actually. I wasn't sure uh, going in what, what I was really getting myself into. I don't read a whole lot of standalone fantasy. Frankly, there's not a whole lot of standalone fantasy out there, uh, especially more modern works, unless you're dealing with like uh, novellas. Uh, but the sort of the bigger epic fantasy, which is which is what I really enjoy, often uh, isn't standalone. It's, it's part of a series or part of a an ongoing world. Even if you get something that is a self-contained novel, it's still often part of a larger world. Uh, and so, you know, you take something like Brandon Sanderson's Elantris, which is technically a standalone novel, but is part of his larger Cosmere and a bunch of other stuff. And, and it doesn't feel as much like a standalone novel. Uh, Zernada's The Gossamer Mage was a really fun read. It definitely feels like a standalone novel. This is just a self-contained story. And I, I really appreciated that aspect of it. So, uh, Maybe the standout thing for me with this is uh, the way the magic system works. Anyone who's read my reviews for a little while or, or has followed me on Twitter or knows me knows that I absolutely love magic systems. It's so cool to see how authors come up with different ways of magic working, different things that magic can do. And particularly one of the things I love is how that then affects the world and the society that they're crafting in, in their novel, in their story. And so with The Gossamer Mage, magic is paid for in life and not just life force but actually years of life so as a mage creates these uh, uh creatures that they they shape with magic they're actually aging themselves much more quickly than 
they would normally age. And so they age themselves much more quickly. And you end up with kind of these geriatric mages who in some instances are kind of starting to lose their minds. And how does magic work when you have all these magic users that are old and, and, all the negatives that aging brings. It, it's really interesting to see how she deals with this in the novel. There's a lot more that goes on, some great world building, a really interesting plot as well, and uh, some great kind of mythology that goes along with it. So it's a read that I enjoyed. Uh, again, I'll be I'll be working on a, a review, and, and that should go live uh, before it releases, hopefully. So uh, in any case, The Gossamer Mage, uh, keep your eye out for that one. Uh, a lot of fun. The uh, next book I have not actually finished, but I started it uh, this past week, and that is uh, Jade War by Fond Lee. This is the sequel to 2018's Jade City. Uh, Jade City was a book I really enjoyed and uh, was great a great read last year. Uh, Jade War is proving to be even more engaging, uh, even more suspenseful. There's a lot of tension in this novel. Uh, it's very interesting to see how things have kind of gone for for our characters that we love and uh, how things progress. I'm about halfway through the novel uh, right now, and so uh, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to, to finishing it. And uh, then I'll have uh, probably fuller thoughts next week on it um, after I've, I've gotten a chance to finish it. But Jade War, great, great novel. Definitely, if you haven't picked it up, it released, uh, I think, uh, just this past week toward uh, the, the end of July here. And so uh, if you've not picked it up yet, uh, definitely pick it up. If you haven't read Jade City yet, obviously go pick that up uh, from your library or uh, grab it uh, from your favorite uh, bookseller and uh, uh, read that. It is a unique fantasy, more of a secondary world, but but in a more contemporary setting than we often see in secondary world fantasy. So really unique, great stuff. Fonda Lee has done a, done a great job uh, with that one. A couple books on deck uh, coming up that I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, starting this week anyway. I'll finish, I'll finish some of them, but the, the first one is Dust of the Darkness by uh, Deck Matthews. This is uh, the sequel to his The First of Shadows, which I read recently, really, really enjoyed, uh, and can't wait to get on to the sequel. So if you have not read The First of Shadows yet, definitely take a look at that, but uh, I'm looking forward to uh, jumping in to Dust of the Darkness uh, this coming week. So that, that'll be actually the first thing that I, uh, first book novel that I start this week. The next one that uh, I'll start this week, uh, if all things go to plan anyway, is The Resurrectionist of Caligo. This is another arc that I have. Uh, thanks again, NetGalley, for that. And this is uh, by uh, the publisher's Angry Robot, uh, I believe. Yes, Angry Robot. And it's written by uh, Wendy Trimboli and Alicia Zaloga. Or Zalaga. Uh, again, I apologize if I'm, if I'm getting that uh, pronunciation incorrect. But the blurb sounded really fun on this one. Not sure what I'm getting myself into, but uh, it sounds kind of really interesting and, and uh, sort of fantasy noir, kind of mystery, Victorian, maybe a little little steampunk, mage punk thing going on. So I'm really interested in, uh, in reading that. Uh, the final book that I'm hoping to start this coming week is Beggar's Rebellion. This is one that... Uh, 
kind of stood out to me from uh, Spiffbo. Uh, Spiffbo 5, it's by Levi Jacobs, Beggar's Rebellion. And uh, if all goes to plan, I will at least start that this coming week, and we'll see how far I get in it. But uh, looking forward to, to cracking that one open as well. Today, rather than talk about uh, upcoming releases that I'm interested in, I actually want to jump back a week or two. Uh, actually, just uh, for me, when I'm recording this, uh, about a week, uh, we had Orbit, a great publisher, I, I think one of the one of the best uh, publishers for science fiction fantasy right now. They're putting out some great stuff. They dropped three new releases on like the same day. They dropped Jade War, uh, which as I mentioned already, I've, I've been reading uh, and really enjoy. They dropped uh, The Rage of Dragons, and they also dro- dropped uh, the ebook of The Wolf of Orin Yarrow uh, by uh, K.S. Veloso. And these, these books have all been on my uh, on my sort of to-read list. And to have uh, Orbit kind of dropped them all on the same day it was a little overwhelming, uh, but definitely three releases that uh, sound really interesting to me. I've been uh, interested in watching them. I have not had a chance to read yet The Wolf of Oranyaro or The Rage of Dragons, so uh, maybe you'll get to those before me, but but definitely some releases to uh, keep your eye on and uh, ones that I'm I'm interested in. Last week also gave us... Uh, the uh, end of Comic-Con, and there were a lot of things, obviously, that that come out of uh, San Diego Comic-Con every year, but uh, two things that just jumped out out to me were were the new Picard trailer for uh, CBS All Access. I don't have CBS All Access, and Picard might actually get me to get it, because this feels like Star Trek to me, and I haven't been a big fan of some of the more recent Star Trek stuff, Star Trek Enterprise, which is not recent anymore, but whatever. It uh, didn't really interest me. I, I watched a couple episodes and never could get into it. Um, the new movies, kind of the the alternate timeline movies uh, with Kirk and whatnot, they've been okay, but haven't really been my cup of tea either. And, uh, and that's fine. You know, other people have loved them and that's cool. But uh, Star Trek Discovery hasn't really done it for me either, the, the episode or two that I've seen. But Picard looks like this is, this is exactly what I, I kind of want out of Star Trek. So I'm really interested to see um, what happens when it releases, hopefully early in 2020. So that, that's awesome to me. Can't wait to see that. Uh, and then Marvel Phase 4 obviously dropped a bunch of announcements about uh, TV shows and movies. I haven't even parsed all of that out yet. Um, but obviously sci-fi is alive and well uh, on the both the small screen and the big screen. Uh, and so it's, it's going to be really cool to see uh, what Marvel does with Phase 4. And uh, obviously the Picard trailer uh, has piqued my interest. So um, I'm excited to, to see what happens there. To sort of wrap things up here, uh, I want to point everyone's attention to a trilogy of books that uh, I have enjoyed uh, immensely. They're probably uh, one of the top rereads or most often rereads for me anyway. And that's the Obsidian Trilogy by Mercedes Lackey and James Mallory. It begins with The Outstretched Shadow, uh, continues with To Light a Candle, and concludes with When Darkness Falls. This is just fun fantasy 
sort of in a classic vein, but they, they do some interesting things with it. Really cool magic system that has a neat way of sort of doing the cost of magic with it. Uh, coming of Age story. The first book in the series, The Outstretched Shadow, moves slowly in the first maybe third to half of the novel, and that's a knock against it. But uh, moving through that and and just kind of kind of getting through the slower parts toward the beginning of the novel really pays off, particularly in the uh, second and third book in the trilogy. So that's uh, the Obsidian trilogy, or I've also seen it titled the Obsidian Mountain trilogy by Mercedes Lackey and James Mallory. I believe the first one came out uh, sometime around 2001, maybe 2002. And uh, I discovered it, uh, discovered the trilogy probably about that time, near when it came out, and just sort of fell in love with this coming-of-age story with a really neat magic system and some traditional fantasy tropes like elves or centaurs done in kind of a different way and uh, that I think kind of keeps the whole thing fresh. So encourage you, if you have not already done so, the Obsidian Mountain Trilogy by Mercedes Lackey and James Mallory, well worth checking out um, and taking a look at. Well, that about wraps up what I have for us uh, today. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, If you haven't already done so, I'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe to the podcast. Again, you can look me up on Twitter anytime, uh, at CPARK2005. Follow me on there, and uh, if you have thoughts about the podcast here or... uh, things you'd like to see in the future, uh, authors you'd love for me to interview or reviewers you think uh, would be cool to have as guests on the podcast or uh, just roundtable topics or whatnot. Would love to hear those. Uh, You can uh, shoot me a message on Twitter and uh, let me know about uh, your ideas there. And uh, otherwise, I will be uh, back next week uh, with some more books that uh, I've loved and some more things uh, happening in the sci-fi fantasy community that I think are worthy of pointing out. Thanks for sticking with me and uh, have a great day.